0: Terms and conditions apply. 5 years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a
0: top-tier lineup of food right to your door, no matter the result. You'll always be winning with Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app,
1: and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and time supply. See McDonald's.
0: I calculated it at 513 days, but the general consensus and me checking on the computer shows it was 511 days since we had that 1-1 draw against uh, Fulham. It does seem a long time ago, but eight and a half thousand people turned up this afternoon in the bright sunshine. No South Stand because it's still being used as a jabbing zone, I believe. I'm guessing that's going to end. Joining me is uh, Ian. Uh, we're going to chat through uh, the action. We've got a good little audience in this evening, which includes uh, Matt of um, Three Peeps. So welcome, Matt, and everybody else that's in there. Try tried to give you a name check uh, as well. Make your comments as we go along, and uh, we'll uh, do the necessary. Um, what we're going to do, uh, I think, is rather than just do a sort of like we've done in uh, all through last season with a little resume at a game... I'm going to start with a little resume of the game. From you, Ian, what are your thoughts? Just 30 seconds.
1: 30 seconds. Um, I thought Villa never really needed to get out of third gear to beat us. Um, Three poor goals from a defensive standpoint. And if we'd have been playing now, I don't think we'd have scored. Um, On the the, uh, positives for me, um, Scott made a great appearance, They're lucky not to get a penalty and mm-hmm. did more probably in the first five minutes of the uh, second half than the others had done in the first 45. So for me, um, poor defensively to, to let in the three goals, some bright spots. But uh, if I'm being brutally honest, more of the same and I don't know where the goals are coming from.
0: Interesting you make that point. I don't know if you've listened to uh, the Nigel Pearson interview after the game. I mean, he seemed reasonably positive. He said it was the game that was lost in both penalties, as you rightly pointed out. Three uh, sloppy goals. He said they were sloppy and then a lack of uh, incisiveness up front. he still views them as training sessions. Uh, and as you say, Villa didn't get out of third gear. They did look a little bit sharper uh, than us. But uh, the starting lineup: uh, Ian, are uh, uh, Bentz, Viner, Baker, Atkinson, De Silva. It looked like a four-two-three-one, one maybe. Uh, James and King and holding players. Weiman, Palmer, O'Dowder and Martin. I mean with the exceptional Wyman in that front four, the rest the rest of the front leaves me a bit cold but do you think that lineup uh, is likely to feature against Blackpool or do you think there were sufficient other performances that nothing's in tablets of stone
1: um i I, I don't first of all I don't think it's a four two three one i I, I just don't see it I, I was down at Plymouth as well and for me it's it's a, either a four four or one one. Or a 4-4, uh, 4-4-2. Because um, Palmer plays up with Martin, not very effectively or just behind him. Um, I don't like it. I've got to be honest. Um, I I think if if I looked at that if I was going to play that formation, um, I, I personally, I wouldn't. I think we need, if, if we're going to play, uh, try and score goals, we need Wells <clears throat> and Martin in the side. And uh, they need to play together as they did at the start of last season. And let's not forget with everything, it was said and done. We did win the first five games. Um, so we need, um, i bring Kalas in at the back. Um, I'd bring probably Adam Naj or Masengo if he's fit in with um, James in the midfield. And um, if you're going to play three behind uh, Chris Martin in leave Naki out, um, then I think you'd have to play uh, Alex Scott in the middle and Calamo down on the left and Andy Weiman on the right, if you're going to play that four-two-three-one, But the biggest thing for me would be get Callas in at the back. I think you'd be more dominant and you've got a, a right and a left side instead of two lefties.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, Callas didn't start, Matt uh Wives has said what are our thoughts on Kallas not starting? Uh, as Red Robin has said maybe too soon, too soon for for what? I mean we played we had our back four had three three left footers in there which is quite unusual. But should we read anything into Callas not starting? Because you didn't even get a kick. Didn't, didn't even come on for the second half I, did he?
1: No, I, I think if he's if he's not ready then something's wrong. Because he played ninety minutes against Exeter under 23s or whatever that team was they put out against us. Um the other day so <clears throat> I, I think he could do it I mean if he could only do 70 minutes get him out there get 3 nil up and then you know Atkinson can come on and play extra centre back then uh, as I say my overview view is I, I go with the three of them because I think it, it makes you can have three solid players in midfield uh, you can have three two, one solid in two more attacking players in midfield and if you've got three at the back you've got a lot of height to defend set pieces and in both penalty areas last year we were fairly lousy, and I thought the same applied today. Um, mm. So I mean, I, I think personally, I think Calas will probably be the one that goes to fund the purchase of the centre forward. But so we my, need. My view is, I mm. I'd be very surprised. Um, my under, understanding is there is an interest from Brighton. Because uh, obviously Ben. Because they sold Ben us, White.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They've got they've got fifty million quid, um, and um, I, I think Calas, particularly as he's he's played with Adam Webster before, could be um, a guy that they look at and his performance in the Euros, where I thought he was.
0: Yeah. Very what sort of money do you think so, in a depressed market? What sort of money do you think they get for Kalas?
1: Well, having just got fifty million you'd probably be looking, my guess would be somewhere between 8 and 12. Would yeah. be my guess, perhaps perhaps a little bit more. Um, depends how badly they, they want him and who else is available. But I would say, I mean, we paid 8 for him. Um, uh, well, I'd, if I'd we got our money back I mean. for
0: amortisation, it's straight in the bank. And if he goes, does that raise the level of person that we're looking for to replace uh, not to replace him. Does that raise the level of person that we're in the market for up front?
1: Well possibly. I mean the the, the word for a long while has been the one that you want is Michael Smith who I personally would like to see a sign. I would have liked to see a sign Matt Crooks as well to have some power and some strength in in, in midfield. But leaving that one aside, I think if you go for Smith it may leave some money over if he wants to go and buy uh, another replacement centre-back uh, because w- Robbie Kundi isn't going to be available, I wouldn't have thought, until September, having I mean, seen him in the in the gym yesterday. Um, and and then all that would leave, if Calas goes as a right-sided centre-back, would be uh, Taylor Moore, or you can play Danny Simpson right back and switch Zach Viner in one. But I, I thought mm. both of our full-backs... Both our fullbacks did well today, uh, Viner mm. and uh, De Silva. Yeah. And uh, and I thought Danny Simpson didn't look great when he came on. After I've yeah. well, not been horrible, but I just don't mm. think he was he was up with the game. And it wasn't a coincidence that their third goal Atkinson played the wide lad on side, he got in behind uh, Simpson ooh, by eight yards. And you can't give a fella like that that kind of stuff. No. And then uh, you know, a beautiful crossing. Simple header to finish in the box. Yeah, we we'll
0: look at the first two goals in a moment. Just going back to, to lineups and people not around. Um, Joe Williams might have been useful to have him on the bench just to give him twenty-five minutes as part of his rehab, but not in the squad. What should we read in? Well, not what should we read. What do you make of that? I would have thought twenty-five minutes. He could have had a run out as part of his, his um, getting back to fitness. You still there, Ian? Yes,
1: I am. Uh, yeah. he, he played uh, 60 minutes uh, against Exeter, and 60 minutes seems to be what Pearson wants to play him for at the moment. And I think he's only going to be on one game a week. So what I would think may happen, if he's not on the bench for the Blackpool game, because um, if you're playing a, a 4-2-3-1, I think... Joe Williams is a guy that comes in in place next to Matty James. Yeah. Um, but if you're playing a 4-2 3-1, um, I think the game you could see him start at would be the follow-up Forest Green caravan Cup because we're in a position with the squad at the moment uh, to make 11 changes to that game from the Blackpool game. Interesting as well that, that last night uh, Taylor Moore played for the under 23s up at Huntersford and Louis Britton. Louis Britton scored. Louis
0: Britton
1: scored that's right. And um, and we won 1-0. So um, it was interesting yeah. that he, he thought it was probably better to give Taylor more 90 minutes up there than have him on the bench. Uh, yeah, Ashton yeah.
0: Yeah, I was going to say about Masengo, but uh, Matt's pointed out on the text that uh, Pearson said to Gregor that Matt and Joe Williams are either available next weekend or for the Caribou Cup game against Forest Green, which uh, follows. You've already spoken about the third goal here, but let's look at the first two. Yes, you're right. Viner did have uh, a good game. Yeah, one of the better performances in the uh, first half. Um, But he was caught a bit... By a good ball that found Ollie Watkins, you became provider. So, sloppy goal or just first a Premier League class telling in the final third? I,
1: I think probably a little bit of both. I mean, uh, you're not going to come up against uh, somebody like Ollie Watkins who, who does tend to pull out to the left and then uh, come in. And I mean, let's be honest, the kid's a class player. Um, so there's no um, no shame getting done by him. But I, th- I thought, I don't think I don't think Bentley had a great game today.
0: Um, well, I was going to you know, say, coming on to the it. second goal, he spilled it, didn't he?
1: Yeah, it was, it was just a straightforward chip down the middle of the box. I mean, there was nothing magical about the free kick. Um, but, and, and once again, I, I, I didn't think, having said that, um, and we may discuss the Plymouth game as well in, in the round, uh, Plymouth, I mean, Bentley may four absolutely top-class saves down at Plymouth, and otherwise we could have very easily lost that game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, going in at half-time, 2-0 down, uh, they could have had a third, couldn't they, because it was a cracking uh, free kick against against the bar. Do you think one or two of the youngsters they had out there, uh, well, maybe one, yeah, one or two youngsters, were trying to impress in view of the fact that Grealish is uh, on his way to uh, Man City? Anybody stand out for Villa for you in that opening half, other than Watkins?
1: Um, No, not. I, I've got to be honest, not really. I, I thought their team all over looked look to have way too much class and way too much time. If, if you see towards the end where they were playing one twos, and at one point one of the one of their players was dribbling the ball in the six yard box, their own mm. six yard box. Now that that is absolutely taking the Mickey, isn't it?
0: Showboating, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought, I mean, obviously Watkins, I don't know, I mean, what do they pay for him? Thick-end of 30 million? 35, And um, then they got yep. Buendia, Buen, Buendia, same kind of money. They're trying to sign, uh, I was chatting to some Villa fans in a coffee shop before the game, and, and I said to them, if, if he comes on, keep an eye out for Alex Scott, because mm. we fancy he could be a little bit of a Jack Grealish, because he, he, he plays a bit like him in Lowe's. He does. On he came. On he came, and he, he was, he looked different from anything else that we've got at the club, he looked like he might create something. Um, he might force a penalty. He likes to run with the ball. He draws free kicks. As I said, quite similar to a young version of Jack Grealish.
0: Yeah. So
1: what we've got to do, if if we're going to play this one in behind two strikers, there or one in behind one striker, I think it has to be Alex Scott. You have to try and get yeah. him into the side. I don't. I don't think you can get him into a two two man central midfield.
0: But oh, God, no. Into, he's not got enough he, physicality he was, to do that, has he, really?
1: No, but he's, I mean, he's put in some, a couple of decent tackles as well. I mean, he's not just a, a if you want to call it, sometimes they used to call Grealish a bit of a pretty boy, didn't they? Um, yeah. He's not just a skillful player. I mean, he put in a couple of really strong tackles uh, while he was out there as well. So he's, he's, he's like he a did. lot of the lads that come through the academy. They're, they're, they, you know, they're, there's no chickens come through there. They'll all put their foot in.
0: And um, he is, he is and, without uh, doubt the uh, best of the bunch, isn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I like, I like, uh, Zach Bell as well. I, I think he's got, uh, um, good pace. Sorry, Sam, Sam Bell? Bell. Sam Bell, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got, uh, two good feet and, and I think he knows where the net is. And he created, uh, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of mayhem. He's got, got a yard of pace as well, which is always handy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think first thing we have to get into a shape that gets the best out of every player, out, out, out of the players that we've got available. It's all very well saying, "Well, everybody plays a four, two, three, one one and look how well England did playing it, but we haven't got the same players. So I no. really like to see, I really like to see uh, a system that that makes us look, that gives us an identity, because I I don't, I genuinely don't know what our identity is i i honestly don't know what what we are as a team because we're not a defensive
0: you mean we side don't play, you mean we don't play we don't play like a Brentford did or a Fulham did or even dare I say a Neil warnock Cardiff side or a Swansea side of ten years ago, you don't come out and you think we're gonna play this way that's what you're saying exactly isn't it, really exactly
1: yeah, we're not a footballing team we're not a de- we're not a big defensive side so if you if you took
0: uh
1: analogy of the premiership. Um, we're not a Burnley, um, we're not a Man City, so 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 what are we? Yeah. Not, I really don't. I'm not seeing that identity at the moment. Um, I think there are some things about <laughs> to, today that you'd say, well, yeah, that was that was reasonably good. Uh, there were some bright spots, but overall, I thought the performance mm. um, and, and Villa. I mean, that Villa side is a much much better team um then, then will then Blackpool be next week. Yeah. Black Blackpool will will want to be in top gear. They've just been promoted. Yeah. they'll want to be in top gear from minute one. Now that villa team didn't want to. And I mean when you when you look at it and you think, well, why do we need a presence up front? I mean in the second half we were playing the ball forward in the air several times. And the guy <laughs> that was marking Naki Wells was a foot taller than he was. Yeah. So I mean, what chance, what chance has he got if he hasn't got somebody to play off? And I think, I think Pearson realises that, but in the moment...
0: And that's why he needs like, to go out, mean, and mo- go out and spin. Yeah, I mean, we had yeah. two wide players. Well, we, just, let's talk about Palmer, because I think Graham Sion noted when I said Scott should start next week. He said, what, well, ahead of Palmer? Palmer did nothing wrong in the first half. Um, you know, it's Scott or Palmer, he, what, really, isn't what, it? Yeah. If it's, not,
1: if it's not about, with respect to everybody, it's not about doing nothing wrong. It's about doing something right. And doing something right for a player in that position is an assist or a goal.
0: Yeah. All right. If you you
1: play number number 10 all season and you don't get any goals and assists, what are you in the team for?
0: True. And and,
1: and we've we've got too many players who don't get enough goals and assists. And unless you've got those players, and that's why I don't think we can afford to leave Naki Wells out of the team because he's the only guy that we've got who's likely to score a goal. Yeah. And and if you said, could any of your players get 20 goals in a season? I'd say, well, it's very unlikely, but if anybody could do it, it would be Naki Wells, because he does know yeah. where the back of the net is.
0: Well, no, you're right. And based on their history, you know, Andy Viman's probably good for... 10 to 15, absolute max. I doubt if he's ever scored 15 in his career. And Chris Martin, whose better days are behind him, he's probably good for 8 to 12. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, look, the enigma that is Callum O'Dowder, I just checked on Wikipedia. This is season six for him, right? And he showed some good touches today, but this is typical Callum O'Dowder. He flits in and out the game. Where were the crosses for Martin? you know and Andy Viman great to have a lot of pace down the right yeah and he yeah you know, and you know what you're gonna get with Viman, but Canamo Dowder there's nobody challenging him for that left wing in the conventional sense uh, place is there
1: well there's another another player that everybody seems to have forgotten about who I haven't seen in the training videos or um in any of the teams since that's that's owar Edwards. um yeah, so I, I don't know where he is because he's. I mean, people say we haven't got any white players. We've got loads of white players. Uh, you've also well, Janet. So uh, we've got
0: Sof- about Janet, didn't we? Soku Jana. Yeah, you've got
1: so- Soku Jana who can play left or right, um, and you've got a who can play left. He's basically left, but he can play left or right. And you've got Sam Pearson who can play right. Um, so we've got plenty of players who can play there. I'm, I'm just. Looking at, but when you've got wide players in the side, you need midfielders who can give them the ball in key areas. Well, and, well
0: and how about something else what about lacking. what about? I mean, for what about having? And this is a bit not outrageous, but creativity. What about Scott playing in that left wing position? Because you've got the pace with Viman on the one side, you could have Scott and Palmer. And don't tell me that you're losing, you know, because if you've got if you've got James and King or James and Williams, Palmer and Scott and Vyman bombing down the right with Naki Wells in the middle, that to me has got a little bit of everything in there. Because I doubt it. And yeah, so, but, no, I doubt it. Scott can pick but, a pass, can't he?
1: Yeah, but you'd have to you'd have to play a lot more football than we do because you in that team or what you've just said, you've got no physical presence up front. Um, uh, and, and, well, you saying, mean, you've uh, got no physical
0: uh, well, presence because I've said put Naki Wells in for for Chris Martin, yeah. So it's yeah. it's lightweight in that context. No, I I I I have I mean, to agree look, if with you. There.
1: If, yeah. if, if if you're if you're Manchester City, you can have a five foot six, five foot eight centre forward, right? Because you've got class and quality around him, and you're not firing the ball forward in the air. But we're not that good, and and sooner or later we'll be playing. Um, the ball in and it'll go into the box in the air or, or we won't play we won't play through like Man City do um, so you're better off having a um, what I would say let's say that we went in Smith from Rotherham you, you'd, he'd be Robbie Turner and, and Nackie Wells would be Bob Taylor uh, and that worked well but they also had good service from wide areas and they also had two midfield players who could give them the ball give the wide players the ball so they could yeah. create yeah. Um, and, and that and, and that is something that I I think if we had James and James a fully fit um uh Joe Williams and Matty James as, as a two in midfield, mm-hmm. um then you, you you could give them the ball and okay it might make you a four two team instead of a one nil team. But um at the moment we're 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 as I say, we lack an identity. I don't see what what we what we've got and what we are, and I saw us at Plymouth, and we looked all right in parts of the game first fifteen minutes of the first half, yeah. uh, probably the first fifteen minutes of the second half. But as I said, Bentley had far too much to do, and today he let in three goals. Uh, and and it's weren't well, the the two better teams that we played. So Celtic um, up at the HPC, mm. and, um, and and and. Villa today.
0: Course, Villa, sorry, we yeah. we
1: haven't, we haven't looked like scoring a. We haven't looked like a, scoring a goal.
0: No, I mean so, we had uh, we had we had a couple of near things. What did you think of the referee today? Is it friend the Premier League ref because he didn't give us anything? I thought we had. I thought we had, not when Scott was brought down, but there was another one, I think, when Martin was brought down. That looked a nailed-on pen, didn't it? And then they went up the other end and scored and made it 3-0 when it could have been 2-1 if we'd have scored with the uh, uh, penalty kick. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought the, the, the uh, closest one to a penalty is when Scott got brought down at the start of the second half, when he, when he made the run into the box, not the first one, the second
0: one. All oh, right. Um, okay.
1: But I mean, the Martin one could have been—he he could have been clipped when he went in there. I, I, I honestly, from where I, I mean, I appealed for a penalty, same as the rest of the fans. But I couldn't honestly say where it was or it wasn't without the benefit of, of a bit of a replay.
0: Yeah. So if we look at individual player performances, and I'm uh, looking at what uh, uh, Gregor's uh, said on here, he's given the marks and what have you. So let's look. Uh, let's look at what he said, and uh, I thought he was. Bang on with some, and a little bit harsh on others. He's given he's given Dan Bentley a five, uh, Ian. Uh, not many shots to save, but spilled that goal. Would you agree with that? Dan Bentley a five, yeah. Yeah. Zach Viner a seven. It says a magnificent display down the right, apart from Watkins drifting over. Mm, just yeah, just seven. I would have thought maybe a six. What do you think?
1: No, I'd give Zach a seven for his own goal.
0: All right, Nathan mm-hmm. Baker's got a five. I thought he did OK. He looked fit. He looked, you know, very mobile. Uh, I thought maybe he was worth a six, certainly because he's given Rob Atkinson a six. So I don't think Baker was one mark down on uh, no, I'd have, Rob I'd Atkinson.
1: Have, I'd have, no, I'd have gone the other way around. And the reason I'd have marked Atkinson down is he was, you know, if you look at all the videos of him playing for Oxford, he uh, was a touch of the Adam Webster's bringing the ball out from the back. Um, and I think he found out today. There's one thing doing that in League One, and it's something entirely different doing it against quality opposition. Because they just he just fell over, lost the ball, and they took the ball off him and went, and went on the attack. So I, I'd give him a five, and I'd give ba- I give Baker a six yeah. on, on yeah. the basis that we let in we let in three goals, and, and they were all as a result of issues we had not marking people in the middle.
0: Yeah, silver um, He's got six. Uh, uh, he, he, he's a talented footballer. There's no doubt about that. Does he get forward enough for you, Ian? I mean, this is his third season here. He's missed the majority of his career at City with effectively those shin splint injuries. Gre- Gregor's given him uh, a six. Um, but do you agree with that? And do you think we need more no, physicality, th- which we got when Cameron well, Pring came on? Yeah, no, I'd,
1: I'd give him a seven. Uh, and the the reason he doesn't get forward enough is because we don't dominate possession enough. So if Fair he goes enough. bombing forward, the ball's just going to get we're going to lose the ball, and it'll just get played into where he should be. Um, th- th- which is another reason I'd play I'd play three central defenders um, so that he could bomb forward as a wing back, as opposed to a f- uh, a full back. But Pearson likes a flat back forward, so I think that's probably the end of it. But. Uh, no, I'd give him a seven. I thought he he, he had a good. I thought game he was all play. right. And so
0: him and, Viner, him and they, Viner played well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think the full backs were far better than the centre backs. And it's not often you say that about Bristol City.
0: No, true. Two midfielders. He's given uh, Mat- Matty James a seven. Andy King of five I mean Andy King's 34 you said to me uh, uh, when you were driving home you thought Andy King you expected a bit more uh, f- for a man of his um, experience and he's been interviewed after the game saying how great it was playing with the shirt of uh, Bristol City on the club that you supported as a boy a seven and a five is that a fair comparison would you say there
1: yes yeah, that's exactly the Mark Sider given
0: yeah Andy Vyman a six Mm-hmm. overall yeah. yeah Casey is seven I think it's it this is where I think he's gone mm-hmm. a bit he's gone a bit awry here as uh, Gregor he's given Casey Palmer a seven well based on the first 20 minutes maybe kalamu a seven dear oh dear no chris Martin no, I'd have six i
1: I'd, I'd have given martin a six I would have given O'Dowd a, a six i'd have probably given Casey Palmer a five because here we go he he does he doesn't it, like I said earlier on, I don't want to keep on about it. If you were an attacking midfield player, at, at the end of the game's month, season, whatever, I want to see a good record for goals and assists. right? Yeah. Where, all the other stuff, I mean, you're a, I mean, Palmer, I think, is a bit like Naki, a bit of a liability in defence. I mean, don't mean to say that he doesn't try and tackle anybody or anything like that. He's just not very good at it, technically. And he'll give away free kicks. So, yeah, i I'd, without you look at the player and say, Right, did he? Yeah, I think he had one shot on target that frankly I could have saved, and he had, um, uh, and, and that was it, no assists. So, what did he actually do? Um, I mean, he didn't, there wasn't an opportunity for him getting brought down for penalty, a bit like Scott. Scott made some runs and got into the box. I don't think he did that, possibly. Being a bit I'd possibly give Palmer a six, but I don't think I, I just don't yeah. think he did much. And and you could say no. the same, damn at Plymouth.
0: Yeah, there we go, which has been the feature of his career here and probably his career throughout his time in uh, football, not fulfilled the promise. Um, the substitutes who were on enough to get a mark, Alex Scott, a seven. I mean, he was the yeah. bright spark of the day. If you're going to give somebody a man of the match, well, probably a bit generous, giving him an eight, but a seven and a half. He looks good, right? He's a player that, you know, as people have been saying on O-Tip, he ain't going to be here this time next year. If he plays more than 25 matches for us and gets the visibility, he's going to be off. That's the next big money uh, signing going out of Ashton Gate. Danny Simpson, you didn't think was great. Gregor's was giving him a five for the 35 minutes that he was on. And Sam Bell... Um, he's given him a six, which I thought was fair, because Sambell Mickey's son. I thought he did. Uh, I thought he did okay, and he's given Naki a six as well. Uh, I think we had a couple yeah. of decent free kicks, but didn't really threaten their keeper, did we?
1: Well, I thought our free kicks were pretty poor. All our set pieces, to be honest, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't look like scoring or creating anything from a set piece, um, no. and we've got to come up with something better than you know, Naki having a shot from the edge of of the box and hitting the wall or kicking it wide or whatever. I think it's come off once up at Millwall and they've got a big deflection. Um, But I'd I'd, I'd like to see us be more imaginative uh, and more clever with our set pieces. And by that, I mean corners and free kicks. You know, I don't see any, for the amount of time they spend on the training, ground. I don't see a great deal of ingenuity in, in, in what we do. No,
0: I mean, I I noticed Scott came short for, I think it was probably our only corner in the second half when I think De Silva took it. Scott came short and he had the space and I'd much sooner played, I think it was De Silva, played it into Scott and let him try and uh, do something a bit special. Finally, the final subs that did have a mark, Adam Nash. I thought he swept up well and I thought it allowed James a little bit more freedom when uh, Nash came on. Would you agree with that, Ian?
1: Yeah, I'd I'd have, I mean, if if we're going to go with this 4-2-3-1, if Joe Williams isn't available, um, I'd have Najin next to James and, and leave Andy King on the bench, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then Tyreek and Cameron came on. They were only on for about 10 minutes apiece. All I remember of Tyreek, who's done well, I think, in a couple of the pre-season games, but was just a couple of really sloppy passes, not in dangerous positions either end of the field, but just giving the ball away. And I did think Cameron Pring, he did give the ball away once, but I do think he gives us that extra bit of physicality at the back.
1: Yeah, if you you look at it, I mean, Cameron Pring's uh, six foot one, yeah. Whereas, I mean, Jada, Jada Silva's five foot six. So you, yeah. you, he's going to be a more physical specimen. And I think he's actually quicker. I mean, i watched him play for the under-23s and I've watched him play in some of the friendly games. And, and he doesn't have to bomb on down that wing. And he, he'll bomb on the same in the 90th minute then he, he, he will in the first minute. But it, it, what i if you if you played five defenders and Bentley that are all over six foot, you know, you, you'd have an average of the back five of six foot two, six foot three. Yeah. And, and that makes, that makes, and, and the smallest one out of the lot, strangely enough, is Callas, because Callas is only six foot, but he's got a hell of a jump on him. Yeah. Um, so which, which makes up for it. And he's also a very good defender. Um, now, I don't know who'd be the organiser out of that lot, um, because when, when um, the lad from Fulham, uh, played for us who was on loan the other one who got, who got injured gets in Alfie Mawson yeah. when he played he was the organiser out there and got everybody moving in a line or coming up or whatever so uh, I don't know who the organiser would be but at least it, it gives you that the option that you can make a mistake and you've, you've got that physicality to to make up for sure. it but I, I still think we're, we're lacking uh, we're lacking a, and we're definitely lacking um, you, you, a physical you, presence up front.
0: You talk about physicality. And as I say, the only one that we have at the moment um, is, is is Chris Martin. But what about Louis Britton? Yeah. I mean, he played for the under 23s. You know, I think how old is Louis? Is he about 21? Yeah. He's four years older than, is he four years older than Alex Scott? Yeah. He's, he's a unit, isn't he? Yeah. He's well, yeah, could he's, you know, it, I mean if Callus doesn't go and we can't buy anybody, there's no money, so we don't get it. Would you give would you put um uh Bluey Britain on the bench and when he's fit, that physicality, is that something that Semenyo can offer? I mean, that's pretty spicy that is, if you got Vyman and um Semenyo sort of Featuring uh, with with Naki up front, and then the two holding midfielders, and Scott playing on the left. I hope I haven't got one extra player in there somewhere. But well, do you, you think got... that do you think Semenyo or Britain could offer that solution of physicality that that that, that Chris Martin by himself just just, just yeah. doesn't? Yeah,
1: yeah. Louis, Louis Britain, I mean, he's six foot two. Uh, like he he, he likes a tackle. Uh, and and you in he he's got that physical presence he knows where the back of the net is he scores goals um and uh I, I, the, the, I think there's two things at the moment that that puzzle me a little bit one is why hasn't he signed the new contract because all the others have um, yeah. they've all signed three year extensions uh but he hasn't and I don't know if Pearson's holding them back because of that I know he was injured but now he's, he's fine. He's played two games for the under-23s um, and he's got that physical presence. So, yeah, he, def- he would absolutely 100% um, be on the bench for, for me for the first game. Um, because if, if if you're chased for any reason, let's say you start off with this four two three one, and Martin is your one and Martin yeah. gets a knock and has to go off, who are you going to bring on and play up front? I um, mean, if yeah. you bring Naki yeah. on... He, like I said, the, the, I mean, nothing against the bloke, but he needs the bigger guy to play next to. Um, yeah. And it, Lewis, Lewis Britton would be, should be, ideal to do that because he's the bloke that gets the flick on, to knock down. He can hold the ball up, back to goal. And, and he's got a reasonable turn of speed for a big guy. Uh, he, he knows where the net is. Uh, and he's he's strong. Um, so I, I've got nothing against but I, I don't... It seems to me that Pearson has got Bale and Conway, even um, Jana, who I, I don't think he's a centre-forward. I think he's he's a big, strong winger, a little bit like in the same mould as Semenyo. Um, so when he's playing wide, he's got that strength, <laughs> that power and his speed. Um, and, and I think what those two need to add to their game is, is goals. It's as simple yeah. as that. I mean, Semenyo got quite a... Got a few assists last season, but the only goals he got, fair play to him, were the charge downs. Um,
0: yeah. No, they were so, two very um, similar goals. Two very similar goals. I mean, look, this is what I would, yeah. this is, right, so keep it relatively short one uh, today. Um, and before I say what I think the lineup should be next week, one thing that was markedly different, uh, at Ashton Gate or at the club, the demise of the uh, paper programme, uh, Ian. I mean, I'll be honest. I got a program when I was doing corporate last season. Very rarely read them. It's online now. Uh, Sign of the times. No more paper programs. Yeah. What did you think of that? If anything,
1: well, I think most most people these days have got a smartphone. Um, I think from a historic point of view, it's a little bit sad. Um, yeah. But if they were selling loads of them, I, I suppose it wouldn't have added in demise. So I think most people these days have got a smartphone. Um. They, you know, uh, you, you can get down there, um, call up Twitter, you can see the side, you can see the subs after the game, you can log on to a site and pick up shots on target and one thing and another. So, really, and and obviously, the, the minute the program's printed, it's out of date,
0: of course, it is. Um, yeah,
1: so so I think you know, years ago when we didn't have all these um fangled gadgets, uh, it's become a bit of a thing of the past, so it's, it's a shame, really,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely right. I, I have my collection. I gave them to uh, never to the dark side. Actually, about uh, two years ago now, and uh, as uh, I don't a number of times I can remember over the last three years, where somebody would feature on the front, they wouldn't even make it in the match day squad. But uh, as you say, out of date. Right, this is what I would like to see lining up against uh, Blackpool next week. I don't think it's controversial. I don't think it'll happen because I'm not the manager. But this would be. My starting uh, 11, right, with Benson goal, Viner, Callas, Baker to silver, James and Naj in the middle as holders, Vyman offering pace on the right, Scott offering ingenuity, bit of heading ability as well on the left, Naki Wells, Chris Martin up front. Would you? Change any of that, Ian. I don't think he'll do it, but that to me, that would be a good starting lineup. What do you think?
1: So, so what's your formation? Is it four or three? Four,
0: four. Well, you could you could say it's four, four, two, two, two. If there is such a thing, or four, three, one, two. Uh... You got Wells and Martin up. You got Wells and Martin up front. You've got Vyman yeah. offering the pace. You've got Vyman offering the pace. He's not a winger, but he runs. Yeah. You've got Scott offering mm-hmm. the creativity and the ability, maybe not to get to the byline because he's not got the pace, but he's a sort who can whip in across from 25 yards out. And you've got Nash and James, who are both fit, not um, uh, King, who you said was puffing a bit down at, uh, at Plymouth when you went down what there. Is- I. D- I- what yeah, do, do you see? Anything I, I wrong? Do, who, who would you change in that side that I've just named there?
1: Well, I think if we're going with this mythical four-two-three-one that Nigel Pearson is is said to favour, what I think, well, what I'd do if I if you said to me, right, you, you can't play three-five-two, you've got to play this one, I'd say, right, okay, well, uh, same back five as you, Bentley in goal, Viner, Callas, Baker, De Silva. Um, if he's anything like fit and could do sixty five seventy minutes I'd have Joe Williams in with uh Matty James as the No team. I'm
0: assuming I am assuming that Joe Williams isn't fit so no starting he's not ready. So let's say players that can do ninety minutes, not not chopping and changing, players that are fit and could do ninety. Not somebody that could do okay, sixty we'll put, and then change.
1: You put, okay, we put uh, Adam Nash in with uh, Matty with James. James yeah and then you're you're three that play behind... Because, um, I mean, this, this formation turns into 4-5-1 when you're defending. So I'd go Viman, Scott, O'Dowder is my three uh, from right to left. Uh, and then uh, Chris Martin up front.
0: And so you would play, and you play Callum O'Dowder ahead of Naki Wells, yeah?
1: Yeah, I would. In, in that position, because it, it, basically you're asking a guy to play left wing. And we know every time Naki played... Uh, apart from the odd exception, like the second half at Swansea away, every time Naki played in that formation where he's not a striker, it, he didn't look good. Um, and uh, I, I think you need to have people. That, you know, you need to have a bit of balance
0: uh, in your team. All right, but why can't you have? Why can't you have a midfield three of Nash, James Naj and Scott with Wells and Martin up front, and Wyman is is offering you pace. He's offering you more than Calamo Dowder, for goodness sake.
1: Yeah, but e- either way in that side, um, yeah, I suppose you could play those... If you want to play. change your mind, you play four three three. 3 then, I mean, you could have Naz, James, and Scott as your three midfielders, and then you could yeah. have Vyman, Martin and Wells up front. But then again, yeah. then you're playing 4-3-3. Um, I, I still don't know how well that fits. I suppose uh, you'd be relying on Jadier Silva getting forward on the left or Scott getting wide on the left. And and, and now Well, I'm saying oh, Scott sorry. hangs
0: out on the left. Look at what Brian Tinian used to play like over all the years, Ian, right? He didn't have pace yeah. and he used to hang out on that left touchline and he used to ping diagonal balls yeah. across to Scott Murray. Did that for four seasons probably, yeah? He didn't have the pace well, and that's Brian, where he used to play.
1: Right. When Brian Tinian joined us, he he joined us as a a wide left midfield player or a left winger, if you want to call it that. But he was a left-sided midfield player, never had great pace. If Tins had an extra yard of pace, he'd have been playing in the Premier League all day long. Um, Great left foot. And and as he matured, if you want to call it that, like a good boy, he played more central midfield. And then we had um, players come in who were... Who were wingers like you know your Dave Smith, your Alan Walsh, um, and and players like that. So um, yeah, I, I I think Scott Scott could play there. But if you're if you've got a three in a midfield, uh, Nash, James, and and Scott is good. Or if you want to play Scott as a more forward player, you could play him behind two strikers, and you could play a four three one two. Yeah. Um, which is where I think if I had to play a back four, uh, I would probably go with that, that formation. So you, you go yeah. with a four four three, Scott is your ten, so it's more of a diamond, if you will, the uh, four yeah. three, one, two. Uh and then that allows you to have, have two players up front. I mean, don't forget when Martin and Wells played up front at the start of last season, we, we won those four or five four out games out of four,
0: we yeah. certainly did. We certainly did. We certainly did. Ian, um, great, great to chat. What did it feel like being back in the ground today? I know it wasn't full all round, but it was good away following. What have you? Did it feel? Yeah, I yeah, I, felt... I I did wear a I I wore a mask through the game. I could see you were sitting along a bit. I think we were, I'd say ninety five percent of the people weren't wearing masks. But how did how did you feel? Did you feel safe? Did you feel great to be back? What were your thoughts?
1: My my thoughts were, um, I hope all these people sitting around me have been double jabbed. Um, mm. I you know, if, I think we we need to be very sensible about what we do, and when they talk about. Um, having some having this vaccine passport um, I, th- I, I fully support that I know a lot of people don't um, I support the vaccine passport uh, so only double jab people with yeah. the exception of the people that can't have the jab like kids and people with medical uh, exclusions um, it, get everybody double jabbed and then I, I know that if I'm surrounded by people they're, they're 90% likely not to get the virus and not to pass it on,
0: yeah um,
1: and it's not gone um, and it's not going to be gone for a while we need to be uh, we still need to be careful um, I suppose when you've been double jabbed, you can be a little bit more um, a little bit more relaxed about it uh, but i i i I can see the particularly if cases increase and in any way they start to spike Uh, and a lot of nightclubs it's interesting I was reading yesterday that a a lot of nightclubs are insisted on on vaccine passports for people to go in
0: yeah which is Um, mainly young people because we're far too old to go in them yeah
1: (laughs) yeah I mean I I don't I don't I don't know what are they still called nightclubs I don't know but I haven't been to one for quite some time but I wouldn't want to go but I think okay you could say well yeah but you're indoors but for me you're indoors when you're on that concourse, you're indoors. If you go to the supporters club, you're indoors. If you go to one of the restaurants. So yeah, that's indoors. The concourse indoors. Yeah. Um, and okay. When you get out there, you've got people sat within, I don't know what, six. Well, eight, sat, what I, mean? I mean,
0: I was sat. yeah, no, I was sat there today and me and Mel, we both been double jab. We were both sitting there wearing masks. I fairness, Mel was a little bit nervous about going, but she said to me driving home, she said, you know what? You know, I felt, no less safe than I would do if we were having a meal up at Coat in Clifton or something like that. But it was interesting, The two there were two lads sat in front of us who were under 21, neither of them probably jabbed, and whilst it is out in the moving air, they were breathing out, and with the wind coming across, yeah, I was sat in close proximity to mm-hmm. them, and I've been somebody that hasn't been wearing a mask and I absolutely have to, but I kept it on all through the game, other than to have my coffee and my share of a Twix bar, but there we go. Ian, um, yeah. we haven't decided what we're going to do on match days in terms of our uh, pod. Be interested to know what people think. Home match days, yeah? Because for you to get down uh, after the game for six o'clock uh, is, 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 is not feasible. Um, we've talked about doing a Sunday brunch type of thing, which uh, I think has got some, uh, some supporters from... Uh, from that, but um, you know, you, you, you're you're looking forward uh, to the season now, I guess, as much as I am. Yeah, with uh, optimism, cautious optimism, or ask that question just after, just before the international break. Do you think that will um, define I, our season? How we do in the opening five games, just like last season saved no, us. No,
1: I, well, I, I don't think it defined us because if if last season defined us, you know, you'd have thought after those first. Five games, you just thought, blimey, we're going to get in the playoffs, and and some of us did, and then emergency, you know, doctor death um, started taking toll down there, and we just finished up with with a, a horrendous injury list. I, I've, I've got a few wishes for this season. Number one, I hope whatever happens that the 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 ninety eight percent of the squad stay fully fit. Yeah, um, I think we've got pretty much a fully fit squad to start against Blackpool. There are two notable absentees, which is Kundi, who's who's never actually started a game for us, but who had a very good season last season. Uh, And we had, and um, Antoine Semenya, who's had the knee op, and he won't be available into the start of September. Um, Yeah. If Joe Williams and Masengo were fit to start either of those games, then great. You can't count them as being injured. I'd like to know what's happened to O'War Edwards, because I just haven't, I haven't seen or heard from him. Disappeared. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, one minute he was in all the training videos, and 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 then he doesn't play in in any of the friendly games that we've had. You know, starting with the Exeter game and the Plymouth games yeah. and today. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, that that would be nice to know that. But if if we could go through the season and at any one time, uh have our best. Eleven, or certainly ten of our best eleven available. That would be fantastic. Um, I hope our business isn't all done in the um, in the transfer window. Because bear in mind that goes up to the end of August,
0: doesn't it? It certainly does. Um, yeah.
1: So something could still happen. Uh, I would say my ov- my feeling overall, and I'll probably know better better as you say after the first five or ten games. My feeling overall is one of trepidation. Because I haven't seen anything. I've seen I've seen no. all the preseason games, and I haven't seen anything yet that makes me think we'll have much of a better season. And that's, that's well, just being honest. I, I, no, I that's just right. And that's how you started.
0: This. And that's what you said to me. You know, you haven't seen anything. I I. The eternal optimist, as I said, season 55 for me. It's a hope that kills. I saw something in the second half. Okay, it was centred around one player, really, which was Alex Scott. Something in the second half that gave me a bit of hope for the future. Ian, good to talk, as always. Thanks to uh, yeah. all the listeners. Dave. Small small audience, but uh, we didn't publicise it on uh, on tib And if you are a listener to the uh, Forever Bristol City podcast, through the week we've got a number of... Um, Season previews come in. One with Angus Scott, always a good listen. That's already up, uh, ready to listen to. There'll be half-hour little pods. Might merge two of them together. But uh, all being well, I'll have four of those done uh, by uh, maybe even five. That's a bit too many. So uh, a number of season previews with uh, different uh, personalities everybody will know their names if we get them on anyway thanks a lot for all your support everybody through last season and hopefully through this season as well and sorry to see uh, uh, robins uh, on uh, the wire robins at the gate uh, going but uh, there's still a good mix of uh, podcasts out there so good night everybody all the best bye bye now god bless
1: it's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and times supply. See mcdonalds.com.